welcome to Career Competitor, where we welcome guests to share insights that will light the fire within you to make a career of competing. Whether that be in your career, your business, your personal life, or simply within you. As the competitor within you might just be the greatest competition in your world. While I have you here, take the time to be rating the show, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to subscribe or follow the show on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. Finally, be sure to head to careercompetitor.com where you can learn all about what it is I offer within my executive coaching company and what it is I could potentially do to you as an individual or on behalf of you within your team and or organization. I would love the opportunity to connect with you, so be sure to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com. That's steve at careercompetitor.com. But like I said, head to the website and be sure to check out everything that I offer and to learn more about how I can be of impact to you within your world. But for now, let's welcome in our guest for this episode of Career Competitor. Okay, our career competitor today is a real estate attorney, business owner, and author based an hour away from myself in Lafayette, Louisiana. Our guest is the owner of a real estate closing company where they offer home buyers, realtors, lenders, escrow, and closing services to residential and commercial properties. One of our guest's most recent accomplishments, however, was authoring the book, The Lighthouse Method, where readers are encouraged and inspired to face the darkest moments in their lives and take the necessary steps into the light. While our guests will undoubtedly be able to offer insights on reaching high standards within their career and flourishing as a business owner as well, we will also learn the depths from which one can come from in order to reach such heights. I am delighted to be welcoming into Career Competitor and to be speaking with in person today, Mrs. Angela Lawan. Angela, how are you? Hi, Steve. I'm so happy to be here. And let me just commend you on pronouncing my last name correctly. Well, that's well. there's a European element to it, you see. So I'm already, you know, I'm, anything Cajun, I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty yeah. good at it, you know. So, uh, But honestly, just to reiterate something I said there uh, in the intro, I'm just so excited to be doing this in person. It's a completely different experience. And as I shared with you off, um, off air that my goal with the podcast is to start doing this much more often, is to have these opportunities to get in front of people and really have what I know today will believe uh, will be, sorry, uh, a very personal conversation, an opportunity to dive into some stuff that is always a little bit more difficult when you're doing it through a computer screen, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but before we start going into the book and going into so many other areas, Angela, why don't you just tell me what a typical day looks like for you at the moment? Thank you. Typical day, uh, our three girls immediately come to mind. My husband <laughs> and I have three beautiful little girls, ages two, four, and six. They are the light of our lives. They are also loud. And uh, in the morning, um, a typical day is is we'll get up really early. Normally, our alarms are set for 4.30 or 5. We'll get up. I love to... Um, to read and, and pray before uh, I get up for the day. So that's kind of been on my um, on my calendar, you know, prayer and reading the Bible um, has always been kind of just, or, or an inspirational book, and that's mm -hmm. kind of gets my day started there. Um, so once I have some quiet time for myself, I'm able to get up, we, we have a routine with the girls, um, breakfast, getting them ready for school, and once they're out the door, uh, then we head into our lives. So my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So we, uh, we both own our own companies, which is an interesting thing. We, uh, but it also gives us the freedom, um, to kind of, uh, schedule our, our days and our time. And so for us, it's important to have the time to be with our girls and, um, and all of that. But a typical day, we'll, we'll go to the office. Um, my office, uh, I own a title company in town. So it's actually in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I could walk to work. I could ride my bike to work. I could take the golf cart to work. <laughs> um, and it's been a wonderful thing to be able to have that. So uh, it kind of depends on certain days. Most of the time I am at the office, but it all depends on when our closings are. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have I have staff at the office who can kind of 
run things uh, for me for the most part, um, other than title review and all of that, uh, which really does help free up some time to do these other things like writing books and, mm-hmm. and other things that, um, that, uh, that I have on my list of things to be able to be impactful in, you know, the world around me. Yeah. It's, it's honestly one of the uh, things I was most excited about today was really getting a a feel of, because when, when you read the book and we're obviously going to cover a lot of the book today, but when you read the book, you can tell that it's become a priority of yours for a long time to find true balance in life. And I'm not just going to make it easy by just saying work-life balance. There's more to it yeah. than that when it comes to yourself. Is There's clearly a desire to for you to have an internal balance, let's say, yeah. for you to feel as though you're getting some sort of portion of everything that is a priority to yeah. you in your life. I mean, that came through the book in abundance, first and foremost, just to, just to tell you about that. But secondly, the, the few times that you and I have spoken to get this scheduled and just getting to know one another is clearly a priority for you. So let's start there. Like how have you been able to get to a point in life where you can say, listen, this, if if I don't make this a priority, then something's just not going to be right. Something's going to be off. Like what, what is it that's allowed you to maybe find that perspective that you need to have this balance in life? Yeah. Um, As you're asking the question, I'm immediately, I'm going back to, when I was working at you know nine to five job, uh, well it was it was long it was long hours it was I mean, it was it was some days were longer than that it was seven to six some days sure. but in the corporate arena uh, and for me I, I knew that I started having this internal urge and I, I've learned to be attentive really to the Holy Spirit when He's um, talking to me and um, prompting, Hey, this, this season is closing. I'm pushing you towards something greater. And mm-hmm. and so, um, I had this, this, um, uh, this attentiveness allowed me to, you know, think forward. Okay. What do I want my life to look like? Um, you know, five, 10 years from now, do I want to still be doing this thing? Now, some, some people love that, um, that consistency, you know, mm-hmm. because you had the salary, you had the insurance and all of that. But I knew there was more for me and I, and, it, and it was bubbling inside of me. Okay. And so, um, at the time I was doing title work and, and, um, I knew, you know, I was not a person in the real estate arena. Okay. Mm-hmm. For title. So sure. nobody really knew who I was. Sure. And so, um, we had, you know, decided, okay, well, I'm either going to to try to get on with another title company or start my own. At the time, when I was pregnant with our first daughter, Priya, um, that's when I felt it prompting initially, but I did not, um, I wasn't, the, there were no doors open sure, for me. Sure. And so, uh, I had, I had reached out to a couple of title companies to say, Hey, are you looking for an attorney? And, and the, the, you know, some didn't respond at all. Um, and the others were no. So there were no doors open. So, Hey, I, I, I made my own way right. after that. And sure. so started the company. Um, and so for me, a priority was knowing I was building a family. I really wanted to be able to be present for them. Uh, and as you know, as a business owner, especially beginning, mm-hmm. there are, it's, it's, you know, it's long hours either sure. way. It's probably longer than what you even did before. And you're putting your own, you're investing so much of your own time in it, but it's also so rewarding on the back end. Um, so, so in that, now that I've started the business, the, the, where I'm able to more, more balance, uh, things is by having a team, mm. you know, I'm able to delegate. And that was actually kind of hard for me mm-hmm. at, at first because I was still learning how to do it myself. Right. And going, okay, can I properly teach them? And so, uh, and I, there was probably a fear in me going, okay, well, gosh, uh, <laughs> can I get a team under me and still learning the thing? Yeah. But I was doing all of the things myself. Everything in the business was, was I was wearing all the hats. <laughs> so when I learned to delegate, when I brought a team on, when I, uh, when I start, when I had them, I was able to remove myself and really kind of get back to the place where, I could be the leader that I need to be for them in my home and in my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, I finally, my husband, he had said before, before I got the staff, he said, um, Hey, when am I going to have my wife back? Mm. And so that really prompted me to go, okay, I need to figure this out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, it's powerful. Um, it's also such a blessing to have a spouse that's that transparent. Yeah. And, you know, that, that type of insight 
we should all be encouraging in our lives, you know, that, that ability to have people that can just say, there's a version of you that I know. Yeah. And whatever's going on, sometimes we lose that version. Yeah. Right. And, and that as a business owner, I can rewind just seven days ago. And when my wife, who is now starting to work from home herself, was able just to pick up from me as I'm walking through the living room, what's going on? You know, yeah. what's going on? You're off right now. Yeah. And that's yeah. such a, a valuable lesson. So, to hear you talk about finding balance, starting externally in order to almost find that internal balance is very much what I'm hearing here. Yeah. Um, and this allows us to transition into the book because for me, uh, the message of your book, Angela, is something that we do, everybody needs to hear it. Everybody needs to hear it, you know, because it's at the heart of it is an acceptance that at some point along the road, we're going to hit rough patches and we all have decisions in those moments to say, are we capable of coming out of it? Yeah. Or are we just going to accept it and hope that it somehow resolves itself? And there's a ownership element that comes with your book. Like you're, you're encouraging people to seize those moments and take ownership of them. Yeah. So let's just start with, why did we write the book in the first place? It's, it's a huge question in many ways, yeah. but uh, I'd love just to learn from you as someone who's written a book myself. Like what, what is it that really brought you to, to writing the book? Yeah. So the book is, is called the lighthouse method, how to shine again after you've lost your light. And so, um, about 12 years ago, I had gone through my own dark season. Um, I had made choices that kind of threw me into this, uh, this place. And it, I was dealing with a whole lot of shame, guilt, oppression. Um, and when I finally came back and I had my own comeback story that we can mm -hmm. get into, um, I knew that, you know, what the last step in the book is called find Harbor and become it. So I knew that, you know, Harbor is not just a place. It can also be a person. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that, my light, it's not just for me, it's for other people. There are other people who need to be rescued. And I knew mm -hmm. that. And, and that, you know, uh, from a spiritual perspective, uh, the Lord actually woke me up several times in the middle of the night uh, with this prompting to get the message out. So I knew that this assignment after, it wouldn't just be the book, but getting out and actually, I mean, the message is so is so deep and personal and vulnerable. It mm -hmm. was difficult to go into some of those places in my life, open the wound again, yeah. um, really examine it, sit with it. When you have dark moments in your life, it can, it can, you know, sometimes it can re-traumatize a person to yeah. kind of live through that. And so there were, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but it, I knew it, it had to be done. And it was also liberating to be able to go there again. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, it, it really drove, drove me knowing that it's ultimately, you know, we overcome by the power of our testimony. I feel like I'm doing that every time I speak about the book. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately the goal of the other person, knowing there are other people who, um, are going through the same kind of thing or something similar, just in a dark season to help them get out. Yeah. And just with the, the theme of this podcast being about the competitor within us. Yeah. And I've, I've often referenced over the last five years, the, my belief that, our greatest competition in life is, is ourselves. The person looking back at us in the mirror. They, we have the ability to either uh, embrace that competition and allow that version of ourselves to push us or succumb to the yeah. competition uh, in so many ways. And, and just with what you're referencing here, it takes a competitive individual to say, I'm going to bring up some of this stuff and I'm going to face it head on. Like that takes a real mindset shift and yeah. a level of ownership that doesn't come easy and there's a level of vulnerability there no doubt that not all of us are necessarily born with it comes natural to people um so when you think about those initial moments of saying okay not only do i want to write this book but i'm now going to face this stuff and then put it into written form for others to see just talk me through a little bit that process because yeah. i think people need to be able to start relating more to not only whether they're capable of being vulnerable, but why it is they maybe need to be vulnerable too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, being vulnerable allows you to be transparent. Mm -hmm. And then transparency really is key 
it was one of those things um, with with this book in general, the the lighthouse. You know, I was jotting down notes for actually a, a chapter in another book. It was a USA Today bestselling book called mm-hmm. The Younger Self Letters. And when I was writing down notes for that uh, chapter, the image of a lighthouse just dropped into my spirit. So I started doing research on lighthouses and, uh, you know, these common things of transparency in, in this book, there's a, there's a science kind of twist, which you probably weren't expecting to, to see or, or may not. Uh, but I didn't know about this, this man, Augustine Jean Fresnel, he, um, his invention of the Fresnel lens revolutionized lighthouse technology in the early 19th century. Um, it's actually called the invention that saved a million ships. So, the these prisms uh he built this invention it was it was concentric sections of distinct prisms or triangular pieces of glass so they were transparent they because of that the light was able to pierce the night over 20 miles out to sea so i saw something so powerful about and the parallel with a person when they can be transparent see-through vulnerable Allowing those, it, it allows your light to shine through your cracks and allows your own light to pierce the night. So it's, I was able to see that immediately when I was learning about lighthouses and I knew it was important for me. Look, this is, I want to be see through to you. Um, yeah, there was a part of me that would go, Oh man, people may see me differently. So what? You know, there, there's, there's people are going through, you know, other things that I don't know about, but, and yeah, has it been easy knowing that? You know, no, it hasn't been easy. There have been days where after, in moments after I've told my story, that I felt sick in my stomach. Oh, wow. yeah. um, you know, because the, the devil wants to, to, you know, whisper in your ear, hey, hey, man, you you told them. Why did, why did you tell them? Why did you tell them? Well, the thing yeah. is, it's because they, the other people need to see their own victory. You know, if she can get through this, and, and I never knew that she had gone through this kind of stuff, but if she can get through it, I can too. Yeah, no. absolutely. And I want to stick with the uh, the Fresno lens yeah. story because, uh, and you allude to this in the book, and I think it's so, uh, you know, it's for me, it was such an interesting twist in the sense that the, the guy that actually created the lens, you would think that an invention like this would just be massively well received and everyone's like, Oh goodness me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's bring this thing. But he was, he was resisted at first. Like yes. even he had to go through some hardships. He had to go through a dark time where people made him feel yes. inadequate and crazy or whatever yes. it is. And yeah. so it, that part for me was just like, man, even the guy that was making this invention to provide so much impact potentially, as you say, to save a million, a million ships yeah. and, and of lives. Um, that's kind of, it's kind of wild. And, and just to kind of speak to that a little bit, how can you maybe look at your own story of, okay, here I am as someone that knows I have something to contribute, a message to provide. Have you ever felt as though your message isn't being heard as though your message you need to almost provide more intensity to the way you're delivering your message in order for it to get across, maybe even to yourself. Have you ever encountered anything like that where you've been stuck? In With this message or yeah, just in this, general? Just in general. Yeah. Um, my, my name means messenger of God. Okay. So wow. I, I, I know Angela means messenger of God. So I always knew that early on that I was a messenger and and I always knew it would be in the written form because as a child, I, na- I naturally gravitated towards the written word always. And, you know, you think about people in general, your listeners, uh, if they can go back and like, you know, close their eyes and think about what they, they naturally gravitated toward in, in, you know, their, their youth, there's something in that, um, such, it's so, it's so powerful. And we were all, you know, um, uh, made, uh, with different unique talents and gifts for me, it was, it was writing and I always gravitated toward the written word. So I knew there would be a message in, um, in writing as far as the way it's being told, I'm, you know, this book was published in August and I'm now just kind of getting out. I feel like an infant, (laughs) you know, getting out there and I'm learning. Um, but this is a definitely a different, a medium for me just in, in whole experience. So it's kind of a learning process, 
but I've been able to, I call them divine connections. You're one of them mm. for sure. And, uh, being able to connect with people to who can, you know, lead me to, uh, other things to be able to get the message out there. But I, I know it's an important message and I feel like I'm still learning how that's going to get out, but you know, your podcast and, um, and in other ways, but speaking engagements has been, uh, really great for me. And, um, you know, right now the book, audio book, paperback and Kindle. Yeah. So if you could offer some insight on that, that I'd love, I'd love to hear, but I feel like I'm still kind of in that fresh phase with a powerful message to, to get out there. Yeah, no, I, well, I, firstly, I just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. But secondly, there's the, the relatability, uh, of your story of what you provide through the book, um, is something that many people I think are going to be resistant to admitting that they've gone through initially. And the key is how do you almost, uh, casually, nonchalantly, um, without, without being too forceful, if you will, uh, how do you get in front of people and, and bring this type of stuff up? Because I think it's so important, you know, I think that even, even the, even with all the information out there from, let's say a leadership standpoint today yeah, yeah. on the need for vulnerability, transparency in yeah. the workplace, leaders are still resistant to it. It's still not something that is going into the workplace with a level of ease. It's still very difficult. And, and so, um, like I said, I, I just encourage you to keep sharing your message and getting in front of as many people as possible. But at the same time, understanding that I think in many ways, your message is still not necessarily being as fully uh, incorporated the way it needs to be, because I think people, if they're honest, can relate to it a lot more. Um, but it makes me want to bring up as well, this notion of sort of limiting beliefs. It's something that yeah. we all deal with. And you talk about putting up walls within the book and when it comes to limiting beliefs, most of the time, we don't even know we're even having them. Yeah. You know, we just, we assume that's how we think. Um, talk me through a little bit just with the book itself and how you may be uh, displayed and explained within the book, what putting up walls can maybe look like um, and how people can maybe become a little bit more aware that they're putting these walls up in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. These, um, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking of with the book itself and also from an entrepreneur expect, uh, perspective, mm. the walls, the limiting beliefs of what we can do. I'll first start with saying that um, one of the limiting beliefs I had growing up was uh, I can only write, I cannot speak. Mm. Part of that is because I had a speech defect as a child, a lisp, and yeah. I had a teacher that would take me out of the office, out of class, and I would go with her in a room and she would teach me how to speak correctly. Yeah. But I felt very intimidated. And maybe that's why I gravitate. That's one of the reasons I gravitated to the written word uh, so much because I didn't have to speak in front of people. They didn't have to hear me. And so I had this limiting belief f for a long time. And really, it's it's just, I would say, it kind of opened up with the book and knowing that this was part of my assignment really in this next mm. season speaking it. I, I I've come into agreement with the idea that I am not just a writer, but also a communicator. Uh, but there are these, these things, it's these walls that kind of, uh, separate us from our potential. Uh, we were all created for great things. Uh, and it's these, in, it's these invisible walls. Now, those are the walls that kind of divide us to reaching our potential, but there are also walls that we put up to protect ourselves, uh, from being hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and those walls are, you know, it's, there's like a spirit of fear in there, you know, that, Oh, if you step outside this or, or if you, if you let others in and they see how you really are, or that things that you actually went through, then they're going to see you differently. So mm -hmm. we put these walls up and a mask to, to be seen in a certain way. Um, and so it's, it's this, it's this mindset of not wanting to be, uh, seen, not wanting others to see the hurt, you know, and, and things we've gone through. But what happens normally is when you, when you actually let those down and, and that's a, it's an internal thing that happens, you know, when you, 
it's not just deciding, but it's in, in, in your heart, knowing that by, by, by letting these down and even like physically, you know, like making the walls go, telling them to go, you know, <laughs> um, you're able to open up and others will be able to see, even see you better. Yeah. Um, and it, it'll help them also to be able to do the same thing. Yeah. And it t- that's why it ties in so much to what we were just talking about. Like it, it, even going back to this, you continuing to spread your message and, and keep having that. Uh, willingness no matter how big or small a crowd may be just to keep talking because people aren't going to move their walls anytime soon if people like yourself stop talking about it (laughs) you know we're going to we're going to make the walls higher and and, and we again tying it back to the competitive self and, and how you can advance your career and optimize performance if you take just a little bit of time each and every day to think about how you maybe put up a wall today yeah i think you will kind of scare yourself when you realize how often you're doing it. Yeah. Because we, we're all guilty of it in different yeah. ways. Yeah. Uh, and just depending on whatever walk of life you come from, uh, you know, you, you're either doing it more regularly or not as much. But uh, I that was something when I read it in the book, I just kind of stopped in a moment and I, you know, I don't have the book with me, but I made lots of notes while I was doing, while I was reading the book and almost asked myself that question while I was reading the book, like, how often are you putting up walls? Where are your walls? Yeah. You know, because it's important that we become much more aware um, of those things. And I'm curious, just even just sticking with that, can you maybe give an example uh, within your typical day where maybe you still continue to have walls and or maybe working through that? Yes. Um, there is, I feel like, you know, we're, I'm thinking of the word balance again because mm. it is it's an evolution of I I don't feel like I always I'm, I always you find the balance and it's always there it's it's with work I can I can fully put myself into work and I have to um um I'll put walls up even with uh <laughs> when I can leave the office sometimes right. and say you know on my work schedule um. No, I'm. Uh, I am a mother as well, and so Angela, you can work between these between these hours and know at three o'clock that your work yeah. day is. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, and that's I guess the first thing that comes to mind there. But I, I was also thinking back about uh, walls I created growing up. Uh, the first time that you and I talked on the phone, it was a very uh, it was a, it was a closing day. So I remember I yes, I, told I remember you, that. Yeah, I had yeah, my yeah. closing day high. <laughs> I was uh, closing day is game day for sure. us. So yeah, you're yeah. you're you're ready. You it's it's game time. It's show time. And I was I was in that mode, you yeah. know, with you, and it was so yeah, exciting. Yeah. And I remember in our conversation we talked about the first time ever through the javelin. So mm-hmm. I was in high school. I, I guess going back, being a competitor. I grew up playing sports. Yep. I did not. I never did dancing. I never did cheer. We were. I was a tomboy. <laughs> we uh, in high school. I did basketball, volleyball, softball, track. Um, in high school, we uh, the very first time in my very first track meet, I threw the javelin and uh, I hit myself in the back with the javelin when I was coming through. Mm. And the the javelin landed only a few feet from my own feet. Sure. And we were in this, you know, stadium and people were looking at me and I was so embarrassed. I was absolutely humiliated. I couldn't, I, I, I just wanted to go invisible. Like, can sure. I be invisible right now? Sure. So I felt that way. And, uh, but my parents taught me better than to hide. And mm-hmm. so what I did, you know, in, initially I had this limiting belief is, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. I will never be able to do this. I, I am not capable. So I had those limiting beliefs. I set these walls up there, um, for a time, but, uh, but I got up, dusted myself off and that year, the next year, well, I would practice, practice and practice. It's really a technique. So maybe I wasn't the strongest person, but I learned the technique and we would spend hours after church on Sundays, um, at a local high school here. My dad and my sisters and I would practice a javelin. And the next year I became a state champion at LSU in, uh, in Baton Rouge. So, uh, if I had given in to fear, if mm-hmm. I would have said, you know, that I can't do this thing, I would have never seen the victory on the other side. Um, so by taking that, the wall down by saying, I can come back from this, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing, which as you know, by reading the book, that's not the first time I had, I had, had a failing moment, but, right. uh, 
you win if you don't quit, yes. right? And yes. um, and those failing moments ultimately led to to my success. Yeah. So. No. And again, so much of the book is very much spoken towards people from a, a life perspective, let's say. But yeah. when I think about the audience of this podcast, we have a lot of business owners, a lot of leaders, uh, lots of people that are early on in their careers as well. And so much of what you're talking about here, you can, you can almost turn that javelin story into a metaphor. Like you, you're going to hit yourself in the back a few times, <laughs> a few times. And at some point you have to decide if everything you're going through is, is if it means enough for yes. you to keep getting up and keep going back to the, the basics and working on your technique and eventually launching that javelin out of the stadium one day, who knows, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. but it's like that, that type of story is such an easy thing to turn into a metaphor for, for anyone listening to this. And you can start to see why everything we're speaking about here uh, is fuel for, for optimal performance in all walks of life. But we, we have to talk about the concept of light because yes. everything about the book is one foot forwards. It's very optimistic. It's very like, listen, this isn't a, while yes, you learn from your hardships, it's all about solutions is what yeah. I was taking as yeah. I read the book. Yeah. And uh, talk to me just in your own words when you use this concept of light. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to, I almost don't want to say too much because I really want it to come from you. So just talk to me about your concept of light and how you share it within the book. Yeah. Um, in the book, I talk about how many times light is mentioned in the Bible. It's 272 times. Yeah. Uh, and, and so light light uh is is very powerful and um i also talk about i think in chapter one there's a quote uh that's out there that you know says that um brokenness allows light to come in hmm. but what i like to propose is that our brokenness allows the opportunity for the light inside of us to pierce through our cracks and hmm. so cracks that that have happened by trauma and whatnot so there is this divine radiance that is in every person that um, has the ability to illuminate hidden corners of the human heart and heal dark places. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and you think about just from the beginning of time, it's always been this battle between light and dark, good and evil. Yeah. And so this kind of parallel knowing that, you know, we are in a fallen world and Jesus is a light, you know, and we are the light of the world as well. Mm -hmm. And so that message to uh, have people know that I knew was very powerful. So when the image of a lighthouse dropped into my spirit, that was, you know, it was from the Lord. It was, sure. um, it was something that I knew would be a part of it. Uh, but we all have this, this, this divine radiance. I love calling that because it's the glory of God. It's, it, it has the ability to, uh, to, to pierce the night. So some people, though, don't know, like, where do I start? Yes. And so even when I was going through my own healing, it was a process. And I didn't know what I, I didn't know that I was go, going, what, what exactly I was doing. Looking back, I, I pinpointed these certain areas and I wanted to make it easier for some people who go, oh, I don't know how to get out of the dark. So I'm just going to stay here. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how these uh, steps developed. Um, and you know, I don't know how much you want to go into those, uh, today, but that's kind of where it, where it came from, um, knowing that we can be the light mm -hmm. and for us to, you know, to get out so we can, we can, uh, rise. Yeah. And the, the one thing I don't want to do is give so much away of the good. book yes. that people don't even buy it. I don't yeah, want people good. to listen to this episode and be like, ah, oh, pretty much read the book now that I listen to Andrew talk about it. Good point. Um, but at the same time, there's, there's components here, um, that are important to get across because I think it, it provides um, a true understanding of why this book needed to be written. Yeah. But also why it's for those that are looking to truly better themselves. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you're talking here very clearly that we all have this light within us. And there's so many different words that you could potentially use for the way you're describing this. But the, the what I loved about this concept of light is in so many ways it's going to come out of us in different ways. Yeah. You know, it's, everyone's going to have their different cracks as you, to use that word. And everyone's going to have their different talents and whatnot. But at the same time, what you're saying is that no, no matter where you've come or what you've gone through, 
that light isn't going to just disappear. The light's still there, no matter if, even if you feel like you've not even seen it for a while, it's still there. Yes. And, and, yeah. and there's a, there's a, there's a mindset there that's, it's that never quit mindset. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, with, with that being said, the, when you think about where you are today, what is your light doing for you today? Like when you think about the world that you've created for yourself, the life that you've created for yourself and how the, the, the light has guided you to this point, what does that light look like for you today? Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this light, um, allows me to look outside myself. Mm. Um, and that's that this whole, uh, you know, I think about the word, uh, again, I'm going back to transparent, but trans it's, it allows you to go outside. It's, it's, um, to kind of see beyond yourself. So a light allows you to see, mm -hmm. you know, so when you're in the dark, you really can't see where sure. you're going. You can think you could be moving, uh, forward, but you're actually moving in a circle, yeah. you know? And so I was doing that for so long. So because I am now back you know, in the light, I can see myself in a different way. I can see my kids in a different way. My husband, really er the everything, the way that I see life in general has shifted my perspective. Yeah. It's not on me. Mm. I, I actually can see myself looking out and past myself. Mm. And uh, when, when we can do that, we, we know that we're in a different place. Seeing past myself, that is... Um... People need to hear that. <laughs> People need to hear that. That that's a that's a a, a way of. It, it's almost a a perspective to strive towards. You know, wherever you are today, if you feel like that doesn't really hit with you when you use a term like seeing past yourself, if that doesn't resonate with you for whatever reason, I'm going to actually challenge you, the listener, right now, to say you need to do some work. You've got some work to do if you can't see past yourself, because that is something that we should all be striving towards because what you're saying, and, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm, the way I'm hearing that is that there's an ability because of the light that you're, you're just shining out of you, the world's your oyster in many ways. Like if you want to go in this direction, you go in that direction and you commit to it. You know, if you want to be this version of a parent, then you you see that version of being a parent yeah. and you commit to it. You know, that's what, that's what I'm, am I hearing that? Yes, am I absolutely, that right? absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. and the, the power in allow, when your light pierces the night, just like for the Fresnel lens, because of, of the prism, because of, of the Fresnel lens, light was able to penetrate the night to over 20 miles out to sea. Now, before his invention came on the scene, too many sailors were lost to shipwrecks because the light that emitted from the lighthouse at that time was not bright enough. Mm -hmm. So ships would run aground on rocks because they could not see where they were. So when you have the ability to see, uh, again, you can, you can see correctly. You can see that you, you can obtain those things. Mm -hmm. You, you really can. You're able to, uh, even have the courage to, yes. to, uh, to, to, to reach for it and to actually do those things, say, yes, I can be better than this. I can go into a field I've never done before. I can master something, you know? So when you, um, when you, when your light is shining, you're able to see further and also see that you can actually go farther than you thought you could. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a human element to goal setting. Like let's, let's just call it what it is. I mean, yeah. and it's something I, I, I get um, acknowledged for a lot within my work. I have a couple of clients that probably listen to this that will laugh um, that refer to me as their business therapist as opposed to an executive coach. Because at, at any point, we can go from being very focused on the business and professional and career. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, on any given day, things are just a lot more human on that day. Yeah. And we need to make it about that. We need to focus about that. And Steve, the coach, needs to keep his mouth shut a little bit more and just be someone to listen for whatever reason. And, and what you're saying here with this concept is that being able to actually see yourself in these moments down the road makes you start to say, okay, 
me, the person's going to be doing that. This isn't just a goal. This isn't just a number. This isn't yeah. just an achievement. Yeah. Me, the man, me, the woman are going to be in that moment yes. having achieved that. Yes. I mean, when you, when you hear me sort of explaining that way, what can you maybe tell a listener that what are the emotional components that people can start to maybe connect with? Because I can almost see your body language even getting more positive as I talk about yeah. this, like feeling that energy of it's not about just having a goal. It's about literally seeing yourself yes. in the moment, having yeah. achieved it. You know? Yes. So in the first step, it's prepare to rise up. That's the first mm. step of the lighthouse method. In preparing to rise up, the very first thing I'll talk about is casting the vision for mm -hmm. your healing. So you're actually seeing yourself in that place. Um, so vision is, is, is so important. Um, you know, think of some of the greats throughout history before Leonardo da Vinci painted the last supper. He saw the masterpiece in his mind before Venus and Serena Williams were tennis legends. They yeah. saw themselves as champions, uh, they <clears throat> cast the vision. So the same could apply to a person looking to rise up out of the waters of depression, anxiety, fear, whatever's holding them back. Sure. If they see it, they can become it. So it is so important first to, to cast that vision. Um, and then in that you you then commit to taking regular actions to stay healthy so in it it's sometimes you may not feel it initially but if you cast a vision you may not feel it but eventually you'll be able to connect to it mm -hmm. by doing what certain things you're you're you have to make a commitment to to go there mm -hmm. um and as you go there then then think you know things line up for you but um i i know looking back it took me a while to commit to healthy things. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're in the dark, you just, I mean, I was, oh man, I wasn't, I wasn't doing awful things, but um, it's just, I wasn't doing the things that would help me. Um, sure. And then they weren't, they weren't healthy. Um, they were toxic. And so yeah. I had toxic beliefs about myself. I had others words and my own words uh, that were ungodly and false beliefs about myself um, hovering. And mm -hmm. I aligned with those beliefs. And so um, what changed for me, one of the things was um, aligning my thoughts with God's thoughts of me. And mm -hmm. and really, I know we're not making this. It's for me, I got to a place where I had run from God. I actually ran from everybody in my life who loved me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I ran away because I wanted to hide. You think about uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They were hiding from the Lord, but he knew where they were. Mm -hmm. He knew, and they, they you know, fig leaves, they covered, covered themselves. They were hiding. Right. Uh, I was doing that as well. And so I ran away. I thought, if I don't see them, they don't see me, I can, I can go away from this. Um, but ultimately, when I started coming back and even sitting in church, my husband and I would, would initially just go sit in the back, but we were at least there. And for a while, I actually didn't want to go back to church mm. because it was hard for me. I was living in a lot of shame. When, when I finally started going back, because I grew up, I grew up in the church. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then, then I went away for a long time, but coming back in worship, when I, when I allowed, um, you know, God says in his word that he will replace our heart of stone with flesh. Mm. And I didn't want that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want that at first. Uh, I didn't want to feel I, I had, I wanted to be numb mm. by whatever means could get me there. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want to feel that pain. It hurt too much. So it's almost as if I, I thought I could flip off this switch. Um, so I wouldn't have to feel anything, but that only hurt. I was only suppressing what I was going through. So, um, we have to process correctly these feelings and feeling anger, hurt, resentment, anger is a part of the process to heal. I mean, yeah. if you feel those things, you don't need to feel guilty. It's, it's part of it, but it's, it's what you do with those that matters. I was suppressing everything. I turned the switch off and, and almost destroyed my life. Sure. You know? Sure. So. Yeah. It's, it, it is all, well, it's all powerful. It's all relatable. It's all in the book. I cannot, like, again, I can't emphasize enough. Um, please grab yourself a copy of the lighthouse method because it is such powerful insight. And it is things that even if you're not ready to hear it right now, it doesn't mean that you don't need to, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that's just something that I encourage people um, to have that courage just to go ahead and read it, even if they don't necessarily feel as though um, they're completely ready for that. But one thing from the book I just, I just want to bring up um, 
is the the concept of the prism because I think the prism is such a very optimistic again uh, very positive uh, you know just description for for, for for really something we can all strive towards again yes. um, talk to me a little bit about the prism yes so step two in the book is become a prism mm -hmm. and when you become a prism you become transparent and purified where the impurities in your life are extracted allowing you to be a conduit for light mm -hmm. now we talked about the reason behind and uh, this this step the the man behind the step really was augustine john fresnel mm -hmm. and uh this step really all the other ones developed around this one and it's just so powerful like you said the, the whole idea about the prism uh but he created the fresnel lens um uh but what i love about the prism itself is that it it didn't you know before it became the beautiful sustaining creation it is now or you know when we think of a prism being see-through and casting color and rainbows and that kind of thing um before it becomes a prism it must go through a purification process mm -hmm. so uh a prism is typically made of glass most glass is made by combining sand soda ash and limestone and melting these materials at a very high temperature. Mm -hmm. So I, I can see your wheels turning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so once, once that happens, the impurities inside melt away. Mm -hmm. And then the dirt and debris transforms into a beautiful, sustaining creation. So, uh, and, and that is such a powerful concept. So just as a prism must go through a purification process, we too must go through our own purification process in order for our light to pierce the night. So when we are cleansed, when all our dirt is washed away, mm -hmm. we can see and be seen with clarity. Isn't yeah. that incredible? So I go through the purification process in the book. It's really made of five parts. I won't go into them, but just to kind of give you an idea. Um, if you're postured in humility, so it's humility, uh, confession, repentance, forgiveness, and replacement. Mm -hmm. So if you're postured in humility, um, you confess your sins or wrongdoings. Now I say confession it's sometimes it's not just uh these awful things that we've done i read another definition of confession is relaying the state of your conscience so oh. sometimes we just have to get the words out of our mouth sure um so we're we're doing that so if you're if you're so you have humility confession if you repent uh which is you know turning around um and that's a heart change. It's yes. a heart transformation. Yes. Uh, you forgive yourself and others, which is huge. And then replace the negative self-talk, false accusations, and lies with the truth of who you actually are, that you are brave, brave, courageous, more than a conqueror. The end result is a mindset shift, and you break agreement with the devil. You become a prism. Yes. Yeah. It's... The, the most impressive part, honestly, Angela, is that you recall all of that without a note or a book anywhere to be seen. You know, as someone, as someone who has his own steps and his own book, every time I start reading, I was like, can I just grab my book for one second? <laughs> and I'm always just like, I, I know the page, you know, I know the page. I just, <clears throat> but it's, it, again, clearly this is, um, this isn't just something that you wrote. It's, it's something that you embody. And it's something I just really want to acknowledge too. Because it is a sentiment, let's say, that I tried to get across in my own book was this notion of, listen, this is, this is a concept. It's an idea. It's a theory. And when you're ready for it, it can be so impactful. But if you're not ready for it, take it, take it as it comes. Like take it in pieces, take it in parts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're certainly in no, cause there's a lot of self, different ways of doing the self improvement book. And, there's a lot of those out there where it's like, if you follow this, then you've got it all figured out. Yeah. And I don't get that with yours. Like it's more, this is a concept that if you really do take it seriously, it can have such impact. And you know what? If you don't, you can always come back to it when you're ready. Yes. And, and I think that's just so important. The, the grace that you wrote the book with, mm. the humility that you wrote the book with, it came through in abundance. So again, I've already told you I love the book. I'm telling you now to your face you. <laughs> that I love the book. And I really encourage people to go read it. But uh, we'll we'll leave the book there because I do. I want to cover just a little bit here about obviously your business. You know, yes. for, first and foremost, let me start here. How's it going? How how yeah. are you enjoying the business? Yes, yes. Um, I, I I love uh, I love our business. We've yeah. um, I mentioned earlier we have a title company in the area, mm -hmm. and so we've been 
we're a boutique title company, so we're not one of the big, big, big guys in sure. in town. But we've we've over time just organically have grown, nurtured relationships. Uh, the last it, during COVID, it's so interesting because I had just hired my twin sister, who's mm-hmm. who's uh, not with me anymore, but at the time she she was uh, my first woman outside of myself, and it was so easy. You know, she's <laughs> we can kind of. Feel like I could read her mind, you right. know, and I'm so sure. we, yeah. we we just worked so well together. Um, but during that time, I just hired her, and then COVID happened. Mm. And at that time, initially, you're we're going, oh gosh, yeah. uh, <laughs> can I pay her? Can right. I pay me? Right. You know, right. what's going to happen? And it ended up being this, this financial boom. And for us, it was most lucrative two years. Um, you know, a couple of years for us, which was, which was incredible. And sure. so bringing her on was a perfect time because I needed, uh, I needed somebody there. I needed, needed her, uh, as well. Now when interest rates went up in August, we, this past last, well, yes, it was August. Things kind of dipped sure. quite sure. a bit. Um, thankfully we are seeing an, an uptick, but it's never been like for us. I feel like it's always been an, an um, up and up and down kind of thing. It's the industry. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Sure. Uh, but I, I love what I do. I love that we're developing and nurturing relationships with people, and so we've always been able to sustain and and we love to serving the area. We have uh, ideas. We, well, we're going to be expanding in other um, uh, cities, and awesome. so we have some. Uh, it's exciting to to think about, and uh, so we definitely have some. Some uh, some vision for growth. For yeah, us. there's no doubt the lighthouse method can serve you business too. There's no, <laughs> yes. there's no doubt about that. Uh, but let me let me finish with this. It's one of my favorite questions to ask. I don't ask it every time, but um, you know, again, we're a podcast about competition, about being your best self, striving for optimal performance. When your head hits the pillow, Angela, on any given day, how do you assess? Today was. A win versus maybe not necessarily a win. Like what? What makes a day a win for you today? Yeah, what makes the day a win? Um, yeah, as as a business owner and a parent, there are you can go from one extreme to the the next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there there are some nights where uh, the kids are. Are really great and mm. um, and quiet and go to bed without a problem and stay there. And there are nights where they're screaming and we'll, we'll lay down in bed and go, how do we do this? What was different about tonight? <laughs> so some nights I have more internal peace initially sure. than, than other nights. Um, I, I find myself, uh, I've, I've learned to have get, to give myself uh, grace Ooh. And uh, in those moments, because there are days where I go, I I don't know, I don't know how to get through. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was I was mean. I need to, you know, because uh, I'm I'm an emotional person. I'll sometimes I'll just kind of say, say things sure. without thinking. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I have to ask for forgiveness for yep. later. But um, but uh, I think there's just you know I, I find myself constantly um talking with the Lord. And he gives me an internal piece to help sustain me mm. um, and, and really grounds me. And that kind of keeps me centered because there are days where because I can get be very hard on myself. You sure. know, uh, business, you know, we, we had several closings one day and then the next week there's nothing. And then, you know, and, and we think, okay, well, I could do better here and there. But I think there's just an internal piece knowing that... Um, when I when I'm following the Lord's step, I know that I will not fail, mm-hmm. and that can that keeps me grounded in knowing that where I'm going. And again, He's got to direct me, but listening will kind of keep me where I need to be. Yeah, I I really heard that term internal peace as a way that you can gauge a win. Yeah, uh, you know, yes. I think uh, one of my quite consistently when I ask that question, rarely do I get a response that has anything to do with the you know money or uh, statistics or you know something yeah. that you can actually measure it's it's everyone has their own version of describing it an internal yeah. radar if you will of how yeah. they can say listen i i can put my head on the pillow and just know that no matter the results of all these things in my career in my business or whatever it might be i'm able to still say today was a win because 
by the time I actually closed my eyes, I was able to find, in your case, some form of internal peace. And I, I think that's just a great way to, in many ways, uh, exemplify so much of what the book's about, so much of what your business is clearly about, uh, your approach to being a mom, being a, a wife, um, being a, a woman of faith, all these things. Clearly, it, it embodies all of that. Um, and I've just had the absolute you know, greatest time sitting here, yeah. speaking with you. And we thank your brother-in-law as well for the opportunity to put us in the house and have the mic and have this set up. Really appreciate that. Uh, but before I let you go, where can people find the book? Where can people find out more about you and everything that you offer? Thank you. Yeah. People, right now, people can find the book on Amazon. If they uh, search The Lighthouse Method and my first name, Angela, mm-hmm. it'll pop right on up. They can buy it, uh, the Kindle paperback and the audiobook uh, was released in January. So we have all three of those available. Um, I'm also, I also have a website uh, that's in the works right now that's being designed and uh, will be out here shortly. So I will say that because by the time the listeners hear this, it'll probably be out. Um, So it's, uh, it's www.angelalalande.com. And that is uh, A-N-G-E-L-A-L-A-L-A-N-D-E.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, look for Angela Lalonde. I would love to connect um, and, uh, you know, also, if your listeners are looking to buy property in Louisiana, yeah. you can also find us uh, at uh, lalontitle.com, and we'd love to assist. There you go. Well, hopefully my wife isn't listening to this because she's <laughs> always thinking about buying <laughs> properties in Louisiana. But uh, all that information will be in the show notes so people can access that. Uh, and again, Angela, thank you so much for the time, for the transparency the willingness to share. Um, people need to keep hearing messages like this. I'm glad that I was able to give you the platform to do this. And, and thanks again for the time. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. I've got my final thoughts coming up from our guest today. So please take some time, give it a moment, take a drink. I got a couple more minutes. I need to get out of you some final thoughts. Here we go. Thanks again to Angela for joining us on the show. It was just an absolute delight to be able to meet with Angela in person. And we spent some time together right after the episode as well, while she showed me around some of the local area where she resides. And we continued to obviously talk about what we were talking about here within the conversation and a a continual reoccurring theme, both within this conversation and even within some of our talk after we were recording, is this term balance. But the most important part I feel like that never really gets addressed is that when it comes to balance, there's a need for grace that comes with that balance as well. How often are you looking at the way you balance what you do to begin with? But how much grace are you giving yourself when you feel that balancing act that is life start to maybe become a little overbearing in one particular area. You feel the weight moving to one side more so than other sides. Are you giving yourself the grace that's required for you to simply not beat yourself up over it? Instead, to just be able to acknowledge that for whatever reason, there is an imbalance, but there's an opportunity for you to do something about it. For you to approach it without being maybe self-critical, without maybe being harsh on yourself, and to simply say, you know what, things are out of balance right now. There's an opportunity for me to reestablish balance, and through that process, there's not a whole lot of point in me beating myself up over it because that's not going to really achieve anything. In fact, that's just going to lead us down a path where we have a much harder time in future qualifying why it is or what it is, most importantly, we should be doing to to make things right or to reestablish the balance that we want. So I really appreciate a lot of the conversation was able to really allude to this importance of giving oneself grace through some of the more difficult times within our life. But at the heart of it is that ability to balance all the many things that we have going on as well. So Angela, thank you again for joining us on the show and thank you as well for hanging around. Some of these episodes 
of late have been running closer to the hour mark and if you're hanging around for the entirety of the episode i really appreciate it because mainly the content is just too good don't stop running off at the 40 or the 45 minute mark stay all the way to the end hear my insights here but also hear my encouragement to reach out steve at careercompetitor.com let me know what you thought of the episode maybe you're a great guest for the show as well or you know somebody else that could be a great guest let me know in addition to that make sure you're rating the show on the way out as well that fifth star for those of you listening to us on apple podcast i'd really appreciate that And finally, as always, best of luck with anything and everything you've got going on within your world. And I look forward to doing this all again with you very soon. Bye for now.